Hi everyone, welcome to the Overeaters Anonymous Special Focus 100 Pounders meeting. Today is Wednesday the 8th of March 2023 and we are delighted to have our speaker Kate H with us today. Kate was born in Manchester UK and now lives in Essex in the UK. So it's over to Kate to share her experience, strength and hope with us today. Kate, we're looking forward to hearing from you. Hello, my name is Kate and I am a compulsive overeater. Thank you to the fellow that invited me to share. Thank you to everyone who makes this meeting possible. And thank you to all the fellows here today doing service. Together we get better. And it's lovely to see some familiar faces as well. This meeting was one of the first meetings that I came to when I joined Overeaters Anonymous in April 2020. It has a very, very special place in my heart. And I'm very humbled and feel very blessed that I can share my experience, strength and hope today. And that's what I'd like to focus on today for my share. My experience of being a compulsive overeater, my strength and my hope. I'd also like to have, say, a big welcome to any newcomers that have joined the rooms of OA. As I was told when I was a newcomer, you are not in the problem anymore. You are in the solution. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous. Welcome home. This is my story of recovery and it may not be yours, but it is mine. I'd like to start by saying the extended uh, version of the serenity prayer um, and just center myself. Thank you. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Grant me patience with the changes that take time, appreciation of all that I have, tolerance of those with different struggles, and the strength to get up and try again, one day at a time. Thank you. So yes, as I mentioned, my name is Kate and I am a compulsive overeater. I am a volume eater. I am a binge eater. I am an emotional eater. If there was emotion that I was feeling, I would be eating with it. If I was feeling sad, happy, in love, out of love, bored, uncomfortable, ecstatic, amazing, I would be sure to be eating those foods. Going back with this experience, I equated food with love and support and acceptance. I was bullied at school by both the teachers and the children. And that half an hour at lunchtime where I could eat second, thirds and fourths meant that I was accepted, meant that I was fed, meant that I was praised for the amount of eat food I was eating. And it gave me respite from what was happening in the school itself. As my overeating developed, my body grew bigger 
but my world grew smaller. No longer could I go horseback riding because I was exceeded the limit that was safe for the horse to take me. No longer could I go and play out on the beach because I just didn't feel comfortable unless I was in big baggy clothes. Um, and I think I have two photographs. This was taken to share with you today um, of before, when I, before I came into the rooms. So this is sort of, I guess, 2019, before I came into the rooms on the beach, smiling, but inside dying a long and slow death, one mouthful at a time. Thank you for showing those. Um, my body hurt. Oh, <laughs> thank you. My body hurt. It physically was difficult to get up in the morning. My body chafed. My body uh, was had marks all over it. Um, I couldn't walk down the stairs front by front. I had to go onto the side and use the side of the wall to support me. Um, I couldn't walk the 15 minutes to school to pick up my uh, child. I had to go in the car. Um, I couldn't, I was always the one that sat in the car or sat down while people went and had a walk because I couldn't physically walk anywhere at my top weight. And also mentally, I didn't want to. There was so much fear in my life until I came into the rooms of OA. What happens if I fell over? What happens if I couldn't walk back? What happens if other people saw me struggling? What happens if my body just was in so much unmanageable pain that I couldn't get back to the car or the start of our destination? And when I reflect on my life before I came into OA, fear was at the root of everything. And it says in the OA 12 and 12 on page 42 for step five, sometimes coming to understand our motive helps us to forgive ourselves. Often we see that at some level, we were fighting for survival when the th we did the things we did. Most of us find that fear is at the root of many of our damaging emotions and actions. As we grow in the 12-step way of life, we learn that our fears usually stem from our inability to trust that our basic needs will be met. Basic needs, we each have our own, but feeling love, feeling accepted, feeling supported, feeling compassion, feeling heard, feeling validated. When I didn't feel that those were factors in my life, I ate and the food provided me with the whisper of that process. They were empty promises in the food, empty, damaging, hurting. I am, I'm quite aware, very aware, so aware of where my compulsive overeating was taking me. I could see it in my body. I could see it 
in my reactions to other people. It was too painful to talk to somebody because all I was thinking about was the food. When I was eating the food, all I wanted was the next mouthful. By three mouthfuls, I'd already stopped tasting it. It was going through the motions. It was like being in a coma. It was possibly an out-of-body experience. And I'd spent the whole day thinking about what I was going to eat. And after two mouthfuls, I was thinking about what am I going to eat when that finishes? Sometimes I would binge so much that I could feel the food at the top of my throat, but it was dinner time. And so I had to eat my dinner. I went to sleep so full of food that it hurt to sleep. It hurt to move. Life hurt. I know in recovery that, you know, it is life on life's terms. But with abstinence, recovery, and the 12 steps, I know that we face those things together with our higher power and God as we understand them and we recover together. I felt so alone. I asked my friends, do you have this red mist? Do you have this red mist that makes you go into the kitchen and go through everything like a whirlwind? Do you go to places on the high street and buy that and buy that and buy that and buy that? And they said, no. I said, do you go to buffets and parties thinking it's me versus the food? See how much I can get. See if I can be in the kitchen helping, tidying away everything so that I could get some more mouthfuls and stuff them in my mouth having already binged before going to the party in case I hadn't had enough and then binging when I got back. And they said no. And I felt totally and utterly alone to the point where it wasn't a game anymore. It was compulsive. It was out of control. I was out of control. I couldn't stop the next mouthful. I went to... Thank you. I went to Way and Pays and I wanted to believe so much that that was my solution, my get out of jail free card. I could read, I could follow recipes and after a certain time the wheels just fell off and I could not join up the dots. Nothing I did. I tried hypnotherapy, CDs, DVDs in person. I went on retreats. I did CBT. I wrote, wrote, I loved Instagram. Instagram gave me a lot of people that influenced me. But at the end of the day, there was nothing or nobody that could stop this appetite for destruction. So, deep breath. I'm going to talk about strength. I am not strong. I am weak, but it is weakness that binds us together, and God gives me the strength. I self referred my, myself to a psychiatric mental uh, disorder clinic near me for mental health and eating disorders. And for the first time, I told someone completely neutral 
what I was going through. And they said right at the end, have you heard of Overeaters Anonymous? I said, no. He said, look them up maybe. I went home, I found a list of meetings. I saw a name, I rang that name. That person gave me five minutes of their time and said, go to six meetings and uh, see how you go. I went to six meetings in seven days and I cried through every single one of them. Here were people talking about their love, their gratitude for having compulsive overeating behavior, for knowing what the solution was and being guided by their higher powers. Here were people that spoke my language and for the first time in ever, I felt normal. I felt welcomed, I felt I belonged, I felt understood, I felt validated, I found worthy, I found common ground. I felt like I was at home. So my experience of coming into the rooms, and it's so beautiful that at the start of the meeting we pray for the people in and out of the rooms, because I do believe that I was prayed in. And here I am today, sharing my experience, strength and hope. My strength comes from meetings. My strength comes from outreach. My strength comes from listening to shares. My strength comes from sponsoring. My strength comes from being a sponsee. My strength knows that if I don't want to go to a meeting, I go to a meeting. If I do want to go to a meeting, I go to a meeting. We are in the Zoomiverse. I'm a Zoomiverse baby. There are meetings every hour on the hour, 24-7 with our international codes. If ever I need outreach, there is somebody there on the other side of the world that says hi and gets it. I don't feel alone anymore. That gives me strength. But the real source of my strength, it's God-given. It's my higher power. It's my higher power. I know that I am a compulsive overeater no matter what. No birthday, no celebration, no yearly event is going to change that. When I go on holiday, my compulsive overeating comes with me. It's in my DNA. I no longer run from it. I no longer fight that. That is my truth. But my higher power comes with me in every heartbeat. My higher power is there. I'm either working towards my recovery or I'm working towards my relapse. And one thing, one thing of making an outreach call ensures that I am not alone with those feelings that want to sit inside my heart and my life and make me think, oh, maybe I could have a mouthful of that because no amount of food in my experience, strength and hope will ever give me the grace, the compassion, the gentleness and the hope that my higher power and being in a meeting with people who are just like me give me. That is my strength my god and my higher power give me the strength to do what i cannot do alone and if you if you would please show me uh, show the pictures of last year when i did two things that i couldn't do before i came in the rooms thank you so i'm in a wetsuit on the beach having fun dashing in the waves, jumping around. And as I think I mentioned, I loved horse riding. And there I am on a horse 
in a sunny day, living the dream because I could do something that I loved so much and my weight stopped me from doing so. Thank you. So if I ever ask myself, what is God doing for me that I cannot do for myself? That is what God is doing for me. It's reconnecting with the person I used to be, reconnecting with the things that make me happy, that make me want to dance. The kitchen is made for dancing. I want to have fun. I want to laugh. I want to go out, not give food a second thought and be with the people that love me, go for new experiences. Um, I'm doing um, a half marathon walk uh, for cancer research. And in the, in the summer with friends, and we're going to have a great time because I'm putting that in my higher power's hands. Um, and my hope, my hope, my hope is that I continue to reach out. I continue to grow. I continue to learn. I continue to accept myself that I am a work in progress but if I do the work my higher power does the progress I'm grateful for everything in my life and if I can't find anything that I'm grateful for I look at the sky I look at a flower I look at a bird and I'm grateful for that because I know that it's not all about me it's about the bigger picture it's about connecting with people it's about not being dominated and controlled and manipulated by those food thoughts. I eat three meals a day, life in between. In my abstinence, I don't pick and taste. I make a meal, it's on a plate, it's sent out. If I start trying to pick and taste, pick and taste, pick and taste, it doesn't matter if it is one thing or a massive food item, it's just the same to me. That does not, that doesn't take me into a place of spiritual growth and recovery. Um, and one thing as well, which um, I'd like to share is, I don't know if you can see, but I'm wearing a little key around my neck. And when I first came into the rooms, because my recovery is, all the help I've been given. I can't do it alone. I need other people to help me. I need my higher power, I need my sponsor, I need fellows. Um, this lovely fellow from uh, America, she said, oh, read page 276 in the big book. And I'm like, well, I haven't started page one yet. She's like, no worries. Look at page 276. And I would love to read that because this for me is experience, strength and hope. Um, I have had my shares of problems, heartaches and disappointments because that is life. But also I have known a great deal of joy and a peace that is the handmaiden of my inner freedom. I have a wealth of friends and with my AA friends, an unusual quality of fellowship. For to those people, I am truly related. First through mutual pain and despair and later through mutual objectives and newfound faith and hope. And as the years go by, working together, sharing our experiences with one another and also sharing a mutual trust, understanding and love without strings, without obligation. We acquire relationships that are unique and priceless. And this is the bit that gets me every time. 
there is no more aloneness with that awful ache so deep in the heart of every alcoholic that nothing before could ever reach it. The ache is gone and never need return again. Now there is a sense of belonging, of being wanted and needed and loved in return for a bottle and a hangover. We have been given the keys of the kingdom. So welcome. You are not in the problem anymore. You are in the solution. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous. Welcome home. I am proud that I am in this fellowship with love and humility. And if I keep doing the next right step, then the promises, the promises will materialize. 20 minutes, Kate. Thank you. God is doing for me what I cannot do for myself. Yes, I am a hundred pounder plus. Does my weight define who I am? No. Does it mean that I don't struggle? No, <laughs> I still struggle. I still have those fears. I still have those uncertainties. But when I am home with people that understand, when I am with my higher power, meditating and reaching out beyond our wildest dreams, I know that if I put my hand in yours, that I'm safe. I really want to thank being asked to share at this meeting. And I really am so humbled uh, that we can do this wherever you are in the world. I wish you a beautiful, absent, kind, gentle day, one day at a time.